There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of thesaintsnation.com, Kevin Held of the Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. They'd get his... I don't even have a joke, Dave! <laughs> Dave, Dave smells like nougat. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbro. Welcome to Saints Happy Hour Podcast. I'm your host, Ralph Malbro. Uh, as always, we are sponsored by you, the fans. You're going to get two more episodes of Drunk Issue. We got the April episode and the May episode are in the can. Me and Dave did them both. They are phenomenal. We did the Katrina season. We did the NFC Championship game. Glorious. Uh, I was so drunk, I was talking about hugging and possibly making out with Paul Tagliabue. Just going to throw that out there. Uh, and we have I don't a- even remember doing the show. Uh, and we have Dave giving a... A uh, fun story about how he was a pizza delivery person. Which was, I see. I don't even remember that. And, and Dave was plowed. So, anyway, but, but, but thanks for donating. Uh, everybody donated. It was great. We got that. We're going to have a bonus show. It's all good. So, thanks, everybody. Sorry, Mom. So, um, the Saints had actual news. Kevin, it's really you, yours and I dream scenario. The Saints are going to sign Manti Teo tomorrow. Um, the jokes, great. The jokes are just, they're like... I mean, he's perfect for the Saints. He's gonna do his. He's gonna do his late girlfriend proud. Uh, I hear he's gonna send money back to her. Like they got a found the family set up a foundation on her behalf. So this is gonna be great. He'll be able to do some good work uh, back uh, back out west. The Saints are a perfect defense for him because uh, they're imaginary. Uh, yes. So we have that going. But Andrew, as far as like, he didn't he like rupture his Achilles. The Saints lead the league in, in injured Samoans. They um, do. <laughs> um, That's a legitimately funny line. Well done. I mean, like they got they got Teo with the but, rupture. But it, based on that, I mean, signing him is a must. Yeah, but did he? Did he? Is that what it was? A ruptured Achilles? Yeah, torn oh, Achilles. Yeah. Oh God, that's a tough one to come back from. Like, but what is he? What's he gonna add? Like, what are they? What's the, what's a what? Are, what are the? Well, I mean, I think on paper. You know, and, and this is before they draft anyone. Um, and I, I would I would view drafting a linebacker probably as unlikely at this point unless they love Ruben Foster or something. But um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think you're looking at A.J. Klein, Danello would be to the extent that he's healthy. And uh, Craig Rock. And, yeah. And Craig Robertson, those three are kind of your starters. And then you need depth. And for whatever reason, in the Sean Payton era, um, rookie linebackers guys they've drafted have just never worked out and they've had success with 
free agent linebackers, um, you know, I mean, or, or guys they've picked up in trades. That's um, Scott Shanley, Fujita, Simino, Vilma, uh, Curtis Lofton had a good couple years. David Hawthorne wasn't bad. So you know, there's a laundry list of veterans that they've gotten over the years. And, uh, you know, their three starters right now are all that. So I think they just want to go. David Hawthorne wasn't bad. Well, I just think they want to go six deep with veterans. Yeah. And so, you know, Manti Teo, you know, Anthony and um, Supar would kind of represent their backup linebackers at this point. Yeah, and then, I mean, I don't think they'll get rid of Stupar because they really they they envision him like being like special teams guy, right? So. Well, yeah, and I think that's when you sign a guy like Teo, it's hoping that okay, if someone gets injured, he's the next man up, and we don't have to replace Stupar on special teams. Um, because I remember there was one point last year, you know, where they asked Sean Payton, like, "What are you going to do to fix your defense?" And he's like man, we're so banged up that special teams players are starting on defense and it's hurting our defense and it's hurting our special teams because then we have to replace them. So I really think some of these moves are to keep guys like Nick Stupar playing special teams. Kevin, don't we want Tao playing for the jokes? We really need him in the starting lineup for the jokes, though. I, I'm fine if he's even just on special teams. We need him con- We need him doing something, contributing. He can't just be on the roster. He's got to be making plays or being terrible so we can make the jokes. Is he uh, like legitimately like dating somebody now? Does he have like a real girlfriend? <laughs> That's a good question. They told him. They said New Orleans is great catfish, and he was like, "Ooh, I'm, that's for me." And they're like, "No, no, actual catfish." Uh, so now we get. Bad. Now we get. Manti Teo's favorite restaurant would be Middendorf's. <laughs> Ralph and Kaku's. Uh, so now we get to the, the fun part, the Malcolm Butler saga, which I got sucked into arguing with Saints people today during my lunch and wait, during after work, during wait, like, this, we are... Stop lying. You're doing all of this shit during work, and you're not actually doing real work. Probably. Not, I'm not going <laughs> to... Uh, so... At lunch. We, we are... We, Ralph's Ralph company quote, quote. pays him, like, six figures to basically text me all day. <laughs> That is that is not it is true. that far from the that is not holy okay, that is not totally inaccurate. <laughs> um, you know, don't be a hater, man. I I want your job, Ralph. Listen, listen. You probably make more money than me and do less work. Well, listen. God gave me a shitty, shitty body, but He made up for it with a hot wife and a good job. It's a trade-off, Dave, and I, that's the 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 yin of the universe. So, um, Dave, I think you can't you can't blame God for your liver, though. No, that's all me. That's all. That's, that's all, all me. Uh, we we are a week away, Dave, because Saints fans are freaking out and Pats fans. Are freaking, we are a week away from Saints fans thinking Malcolm Butler is Jason David and Pats fans wanting five number one picks. Um, where are you currently in the? Saints should get Malcolm Butler situation. Are you uh, are you leaning for it against it? What do you? I mean, I'm for it because currently I don't really feel like they've done anything to address the secondary or cornerback. I mean, have they? Have they uh, done nope. anything? They've tried. Right. The, the only move they've made in the secondary is release Jarris Bird. <laughs> right. Well, that's that is addition by subtraction, so that is good. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, they, they desperately need to start making moves, and I, I'm getting the impression They're that running out of bodies. Be, yeah, I'm getting the impression that if it's not going to be in the draft, then 
they've put all their eggs in the Malcolm Butler basket, and uh, the basket is slowly starting to uh, evaporate in front of them. Uh, so honestly, it's making me a little nervous. Uh, yeah, I think they should do it. I think probably more than likely. Like I, I said this from the beginning, I, I might be like a draft day thing. Um, do baskets uh, evaporate? <laughs> all right, look, wise guy. Look, wise guy. What, come up with a better word that describes what a basket would actually do that means disappearing or... The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Breaking up or whatever. So, Kevin, I, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I know they say Bill Belichick you know, has all the leverage, and, and Patriot fans are like, Malcolm Butler, he can just suck it up and play for $3.9 He's screwed, he can't do anything. But I want you to pretend you're, you're, you're or you, you don't have to pretend that you're Kevin Held, but you're Kevin Held, and close your eyes and, and, and just imagine how much you make in salary a year. And then I want you uh -huh. to, and then I want you to multiply, I want you to multiply that by <laughs> 10. And okay, I, so you make 10 grand. <laughs> So, so you're going to make 10 – I can offer you 10 times your salary, but you have to leave your current job. What are you going to do to make sure you get to make 10 times your salary? Is there anything you wouldn't do so you could leave your current job? Because that's what Malcolm Butler wait. is. He's going to make – the Saints are going to pay him $40 million guaranteed. He's going to make $4 million for the Patriots. He's probably going to get 10 times that in guaranteed money from the Saints. I'm thinking he's going to do anything he possibly can to leave. Like what would you do if you had a chance to make 10 times your salary but you had to leave and your I'm job? Doing, and I'm doing the same job. The same job. You just got to like go just across the street. Elsewhere. You got to go across the street elsewhere, and your company is like can hold you to your current job at your current salary. What would you do to leave? Huh? Huh? Hmm. Uh, I would tell. I mean, I'm assuming Belichick is my boss. Yeah. I would tell Belichick he could pee on my face. <laughs> I just Andrew, like serious, uh, like seriously, you're going to pay. Listen, you want to pay me 10 times what I'm making now, like, 
like just give me you know just put me just open up a kiddie pool i'll sit in it uh i'll wear some goggles you know that way it's sanitary for my eyes and uh just just hose my face down but like and you, just, but, and just turn on a garden hose right afterwards that'll but, wash off and then i can just uh <laughs> take my my 10 times the amount paycheck and be on my merry way but I mean, like, if if Bill if Belichick is your boss and he's like Kevin, you you, you can't like you like can't, like, you can't. like seriously, like he can eat all the asparagus beforehand. But I mean, like, what if he's like, what if he's like, you can't leave, Kevin? I'm just gonna pee on your face every day, and you're not gonna leave. You're not gonna get ten times shower. Would you like? Would you like start showing up late? Would you start like, um, you know, crapping on the carpet? Would you? Would, how? Which, what well, no, I mean, well, no, 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 no. No, but my just offer, said he's no. setting up a kiddie pool in the middle of the office, putting on goggles <laughs> no, and offer, waiting for Belichick to urinate on him. What more do you need? Right, like like you just said, what would it take? <laughs> I told you he's peeing on my face. Like that that like you can't change the terms and say, oh no no no, he's just going to pee on your face every day and not let you leave. Gotcha. No no no. The deal is he pees on my face <laughs> and I can leave and make that's ten not times fair though, money. Kevin, because you're into that kind of kinky shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I am absolutely not. But for if you want to pay me ten times what I'm making I mean, now, God, come up with something that's actually torture for Kevin. Yeah, man, not so, something that he loves and routinely does every week. <laughs> so we've got whole new, uh, whole new show open audio here. This is great. Yeah, we do. We got we, Oh, we got we got show open. Uh, I forgot to. No, no, no! You can play no, that you, at the end. Play that. Yeah, at the you, end re, you remembered. I remembered. So, uh, everybody, stay to the end of the podcast. Don't say what it is. Don't say what it is. Just stay. can you just play it at the beginning, at, like in post? No, because we didn't mention it right off the top. So now, oh, now okay, we'll get. Okay. This will be a tease. People stay till the end. So uh, stay, nice. stay till the end. <laughs> and listen. You just had to listen to the first twenty minutes of the podcast before we teased it. Yeah. So just, you know, but but like now they know they if they're if they're thinking of ejecting, they stay till the end or fast forward. Um. So here's here's the thing, Andrew. This is driving me up the fucking wall. All these media, <laughs> all these media people are swearing up and down. They're like, Bill Belichick's not talking trade. They will not talk trade with the Saints about Butler because he has not signed his tenure. And Bill, Bill Belichick is a stickler for the rules, and they are not talking trade. Listen, this is how they whoa, talk. Whoa, 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 whoa. Bill Check, Belichick is a stickler for the rules? Yeah, like bullshit. <laughs> what? Yeah, so, so like, here's how they talk trade. This is how Mickey Loomis and, and, and Bill Belichick can talk about a Butler trade without t- mentioning his name. Mickey Loomis can call him up and say, hey, Bill, what's going on? Would you be interested in our number thirty-two pick, and you send back our fourth uh, for our for our number thirty-two, and uh, you give us we'll give you thirty-two, and you give us a fourth our fourth round pick back and something else. And Bill Belichick's like, well, what's something else? And Mickey Loomis can be, I don't know. Use your imagination. Go to pft.com. Like this this it's bullshit that they're not fucking this is, that they can't work this out without him signing well, wait, the tender. Wait wait. Now, the Patriots. But he has lost. to sign the tender. He does because Jesus. he does. Yeah. Yeah. But wait, now the Patriots lost that first round pick, right? The one that they traded, the thirty second yes. pick. So what yes. happens if? So what happens if they trade and get that pick back? I don't know. You just well, well. Here's the deal. Do they lose the it? Saints, they the Saints, the it? Saints have two options. They can either sign Malcolm Butler to an offer sheet, at which point. The Patriots would have the choice to match that and keep him, 
or they could take the Saints' 11th pick. Now, I think we can all agree that the Saints would be crazy to do that. And they we don't might want just them. do it. We'll get to that in a second. Well, hopefully not. The second thing that the Saints can do is, and I, I think this is a way more likely scenario, because I think the Saints wanted Butler. At first, he didn't want to leave New England. He wasn't too excited about going to New Orleans. So I think step one was getting him to New Orleans, getting him to approve it, and I think that's getting closer. I think Butler's close to being on board to wanting to come to the Saints, um, especially if they're willing to pay with what I think he wants. So uh, that that's kind of step one in the process. Then step two would be for the Saints to talk to the Patriots and say, okay, he hasn't signed his tender yet, but if we can work out a trade, like he's already said he's happy with the extension we'll give him. So if you can talk, if you can promise him that you'll trade him, you know, if we can come to an agreement on terms that aren't the 11th pick, then, you know, he can sign the tender in good faith. And then once he's signed, he has a contract, he can immediately be traded to the Saints for something other than the 11th pick. So I, I think scenario number two is way more likely. And so now that I, I think they're kind of dotting the I's and crossing the T's on a contract extension that they would agree to with Butler. And so now the ball is in the Saints and Patriots court to work out compensation. And then once they do that, presumably Butler would sign the tender and then get traded. Uh, okay, but but again, but going back to my question is, I, I mean, if if the Patriots trade and receive a number one draft pick, but they can't use it, um, why wouldn't they be able to use it? You're didn't they the, get their? You're thinking of the fourth round pick where they got their fourth round pick yanked, and it's the yeah, highest the first pick. round pick they got yanked was last year, right? Okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. you're thinking of the fourth or, round pick. The Saints gave them the fourth round pick, and because they have the Saints pick, they get to use their own pick in the fourth round. Okay. And what hap- Your your question is like, what happens if they would send the Saints the fourth round pick back? Would they lose their own fourth fourth round pick? I would assume so. Um, yes, yes, Kevin, you are president, chairman. Uh, vice lord or whatever the fuck of the trade down association if the saints give up the 11th pick for malcolm butler will you die from an aneurysm i might uh i don't know about an aneurysm but uh i but may pass i may pass out <laughs> due to just shaking anger <laughs> i'd mean, probably hit my head on the way down so that might I kill mean, you. I mean, you know what? What potentially? Look, look, let, wait, no. Let, let's think about this. No, let's say, man. I want to make just random opinions and just you know <laughs> throw them out there. No, no. I'm all for the uh, <laughs> more draft picks. But but let's reality though. I mean, if the Saints want to trade their for Malcolm Butler, I mean, we know that Malcolm Butler is a good cornerback. We know he can start immediately. We know what we're getting. Um, we have no idea who the Saints would draft with the 11th pick. History has shown us that it's it's a 50-50 chance at best um, for them to pick a player who's going to... Uh, and as much as somebody like Malcolm Butler. Um, so Wait, in are, a way... Are, Dave, are you really advocating that the Saints give up the 11th pick for him? You know, the, the, the one downside is obviously... 
drafting a player is a lot cheaper. You know, you get four, you get five years, you know, with the option um, at, at, a, at a very low cost compared to paying somebody. Wait, like Butler, are but, you, but wait, are, are you advocating the Saints do this? Are you lobbying for this? I, 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 I'm just thinking about it now, and it's just kind of like, here's you know the, what, you're, you're basically, you're using your 11th round pick to get a guy it. that you know can play, as opposed to getting a guy here's who, who history has shown us is maybe going to play, might have an injury here's the thing, though, Dave. that they didn't know about that's going to ruin them for here's the rest the, of their career, might, might be a, de- a quote-unquote uh, developmental here's the guy thing, that needs a couple of there's years. No there's, the, no there's no way I do it. There's no way. Here's the thing, though, Dave. Given the 11th... On the surface, you think it's YOLO. Give the 11th pick for him because it's the YOLO season. Yeah. Why not? Oh, that's right. But, you, but, got, you guys but, are all no, about hashtag but here's the thing. YOLO season. Given, giving them the 11th pick is anti-YOLO because you're trading. You're, you're, you're not filling all the holes. YOLO is about filling as many holes as you can, spending as <laughs> m- much money as you can now to fill as many holes as you can and roll with it in 2017. If you give up 11 for Malcolm yeah, Butler... Yeah, YOLO is giving up the 2018 first-round pick yes, for Butler. Yeah, that's YOLO. That's YOLO. But given 11, you because if you give up 11, you're not getting a pass rusher because you're not getting... You're probably, there, there's, there's a... There's a Great chance you're not getting a pass rusher at 32. So you've already you've already signed AJ Klein and Okafor. Um, you've done nothing so far in the cornerback secondary situation. No. Giving up. Were you going to? I believe good cornerbacks available in this year's draft. I mean, eleven going to be available at number eleven and thir- ele- giving up eleven and Brandon Cooks. For 32 and Malcolm Butler is fucking insanity. Yeah, it is, that is insanity. They, they, they <laughs> that is banana. And Kevin, I think Kevin's Kevin. Are you still there? You probably just like passed out at the thought of it. Of, yeah, I was breathing into a ha- I was breathing into a bag. <laughs> I mean, that's why the Yolo. Thing, that's the thing I want. That's why I want him to sign the tender as soon as possible because once he signs the tender there's really no shot that the Saints give up 11. Right. They could do I'll start with you Andrew. Do you, what do you think on the scale of 1 to 10 the odds that the Saints would crack and give 11 for Butler? Man, I would hope 0. Kevin. I, I mean, I would really hope 0. Kevin, what do you think the uh, not what you want, what you hope, what you think right. is the odds? No, 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 not hope, because hope is zero. What I think, you know, because the Saints have, they've, they've pissed away, you know, they've, they've done shit like this before, so I'll say at least, I'll say 35% comfortably. Oh, God. Dave, what do you think, what are you thinking? The odds that they would do that, that they would trade the 11th for Butler? Yeah. I think it's higher than you guys even want to think about. Look, my, my, you've got Sean Payton going on the radio and yeah. talking about how much he loves Butler. I mean, like, when have you ever seen that? When have Poppin you ever been? He's li- he's, <laughs> Dave's making a lot of sense. I'm getting lightheaded. I'm getting, think... I'm getting really lightheaded. I need a fan. I mean, I just, I, I really think they want him. And I, I think, just... I think, I think Belichick is smart enough to just hold back and, 
and and he knows Peyton's weakness, and he knows that Peyton's weakness is that he just gets fucking antsy, and he he wants what he wants. Locked in on a dude, yep. Exactly. Yeah, I'm, exactly. Getting I'm getting I need I need to dr- I need a drink. I'm telling you, I am dropping truth on all of you right I, now. I think I'd it's, put I, it at like fifty fifty. I would say that I would say it's fifty. Oh, I would say it's fifty fifty. The one thing is though. I'm telling you, it's going to happen on draft day. Peyton's mind is is going to be no, near exploding it, that he doesn't have Malcolm Butler on his it, team, it, and he's going to come to the 11th pick and he's going to say, "Fuck it, Belichick, you want it?" No, and Belichick's he going to be gotta, like, "You bet your ass." He's got to sign the if he doesn't sign, sign the tender, right? He, yeah, by right, April 21st. Right. But here's the thing: you're I think, right. I think it's fifty. I think it. The more I think about, it, I think it's like forty percent. I just think, I think the Saints are going to say to Malcolm no Butler, way. "Sign the tender." There's no way they're giving up the 11th pick. There, there's no way they're that stupid. Look, I have been one of the biggest proponents of the Saints picking up Butler. I've been one of the biggest supporters of making this trade. There is no system corner. I'm fine with the 32nd pick. I'm bye. Take it gladly. 11. I just I can't get behind it. I I cannot get behind that. Can't do it. How do we – so, so Kevin, would you be fine with 32, Mr. Trade Down? Would you be fine with 32 for Butler? Uh, I mean, if we get our fourth back and, and give the, the, first, the 32nd overall, then I'm really cool with it. I can live with it. Won't be happy, but I can live with it. I'm ho- I'm hoping that uh, it's either the second or a 2018 first, and I know a 2018 first is dicey, but if you're gonna be YOLO, you gotta go full YOLO, because then you can have just all your picks, you know. Like the to me to me the dream scenario is a 2018 first, and the Saints get back the fourth from this year, and then you get all your picks this year, and you can just Mickey Loomis can do crazy shit and Kevin can lose his mind on draft day as the picks get traded away to move up, up, up. Um, Kevin, did you, pa- you passed out in the bag. Um, um, my, my <laughs> eyes have, uh, Glazed over. grown, grown. No, they've grown. They've gotten very big. Like, while well, you were saying that just like all of a sudden, I think my blood pressure might've dropped. Yeah. I wonder like, you know, we, we got a whole month to the draft, but, Andrew, I know you've been churning out mocks. What is there a scenario? I know the Saints have never done a significant trade down with Mickey Loomis, but what would be a player that would be there at 11 that would be just ripe for the Saints? They could get an offer that they just like couldn't say no to. That a team would want, like what would it be? Uh, I mean, if by some miracle no quarterback was taken yet, you know, and so Trubisky and Deshaun uh, Watson were out there, I mean, maybe. Um, the other guy I would say is Leonard Fournette. You know, I think if he drops to eleven, I don't think he will, but um, you know, that's a pretty big name. If he feel, if he falls out of the top ten, you know, because here's the thing, eleven. You know, the top ten is kind of considered like the best guys in the draft, and as soon as you hit eleven. I think it's a really sexy spot because, you know, a lot of these players are like, oh, my, oh, my God, we, we, this guy we love, we thought he was definitely going in the top 10 and he fell out of the top 10 and he's number two or three on our board. We got to go get him. 
you know, I feel like 11 is that spot where um, people start to, you know, the phone starts to ring. So, um, I mean, that, that's a guy I would look at. Um, the other, I mean, those receivers, you know, Mike Williams, John Ross, I, I think there's a good chance some of those guys get fall to Kevin, 11. do you have your GIF for the Saints <laughs> if they would trade down? Do you have the GIF ready, locked and loaded that you will no, tweet out? Uh, I, you no, got to come I, up with I, something good. I well, that's what I'm saying is I need to make sure that I've got the right gift then. Yeah, you do, and you, you can't really and you like, can't just have like Ron maybe, Paul waving his like arms. Maybe, it's you've happening. Been, you've been talking about this for years. Yeah, Kevin. I don't want Ron Paul with his hands waving. It's happening. You got to do better than that. Well, I mean, yeah. do you want just the one? You want just one? It can't be like no, you twelve can, straight you gifts can do, in a row. You can do like twelve, but you can't. You can't. You gotta. They gotta be good and original. Like it can be themed and all that. Like you can. You can go nuts for ten minutes, but I don't want to. Kevin, say don't worry about it. They're not gonna have the eleventh pick by the you time don't. the draft comes. <laughs> they're gonna be picking first, man. They're gonna be. They're gonna be picking first. They're gonna trade away a second. And a third next year for Malcolm Butler, and they're gonna have all their picks, and they're gonna just go fucking crazy and get up to one, get Garrett. Um, then, then Kevin, you need to tweet out the opposite. You need to have like a dozen tweets of doom and like a a mushroom cloud, and tears, and crying joy. You know. Oh yeah, no, it's gonna be. Oh, and I'll cap it off with that picture of the dog sitting in the uh, the burned out <laughs> living room, with, you know, saying this is fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um. <laughs> Let me see. <laughs> Let's see. Is there a name for that? Yeah. The dog with this is fine. What's the name of that picture? Uh, let me see. <coughs> I don't know. Why, why, right. what, what has happened to our society that we communicate using yes. three-second moving pictures instead yeah. of fucking words? Because we're lazy. The fuck is wrong with us? Well, this we're is lazy. I mean, step toward toward idiocracy salt, being salt being bay would like a word. Yeah. Um, uh, this is from a pat. It's from a. Uh, the dog doesn't have a name, but it is from a web comic called Gun Show. Oh, okay. Hmm. Who probably yep. gets zero money or credit for any of this? Uh. Yeah, I mean, actually, the, I mean, maybe, but the the guy that created this uh, this comic, he also created his work has also been the basis for other memes, including Stare Dad, Mother of God, I'm okay with this, and the probably the most well known for anybody that are uh, any of our listeners, uh, Dick Butt. Oh, from Reddit, really? Yeah, yeah, like this guy's this guy's comic. Uh, oh. He yeah, created Dick, Dick, Dick Butt? Butt. Yeah, he created Dick Butt. Oh, he's he's like famous. <laughs> Even I know Dick Butt. So uh, you know Dick Butt, but you haven't seen Godfather. Okay, <laughs> all right. See how it is. Dave's on the cutting edge of culture. Right, we don't a- lament. Don't lament society falling apart with us communicating with memes and images if you haven't seen Godfather. It was a good run. Oh, yeah, because that, that's why. We have, we have a, a few interesting Twitter questions for tonight. Andrew, I'll start with this one for you. This is from Braxton. Who do you trust more, Ian Rappaport or Jason La... Yeah, I mean, I think Rappaport, at least there, there's some truth to his lies. Uh, I seriously think Lacalfora at this point in his career just throws things at the wall to see what sticks. Yeah. Uh, To me, 
to me, Rappaport, you know, he, he I, I believe that there is some truth to his reports most of the time. This is from Brian. Is this a is this a hashtag system podcast? Fuck you, Brian. Yeah, Fuck absolutely. You. No, it is. It is a totally system podcast. Have you listened to it? Uh, Kevin, dumber move, giving up number 11 for Butler or asking Ralph to be your sober companion? Uh, I think the answer, the answer is actually option C, is giving Ralph a list of names and asking him to pronounce them all correctly. <laughs> that, is, that is true. Uh, who is the best Butler? Malcolm or Alfred? <laughs> Dave. That's from Monadula. That's pretty good. Oh, uh, that's the funniest thing Monadula's ever said, and I actually understand it. <laughs> you know this. The thing that it, it, another person said uh, this: if they do the 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 cooks and butler trade, it's a service industry trade. Uh, ah. So this is a good. This is a good Mr. question. Mr. Belvedere. <laughs> this is this is a good question. Dylan asks, "Will you do a drunk history on the 2011 Saints?" I think we. I think that we, was actually on our list. Yeah, me, it is on our list. We 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 might have enough Saints drunk history to do two years of stuff. Um, uh, <laughs> Kevin, what would you rather see? Cam Newton get benched for Derek Anderson in Week Four, or the Falcons go six and ten? <clears throat> Oh, oh boy! You know what? That's you know what? Tough. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Cam Newton getting benched in Week Four for Derek Anderson because it doesn't matter what happens because this I, I like the Saints chant the the Saints could field a team of uh, of of the top Girl Scout cookie sellers and I would still give the Saints a coin flip chance against the Falcons and even if the Falcons managed to go ten and six or eleven and five or twelve and four they'd still blow it in the playoffs so I'm not at all worried about that so you give me Cam Newton. Riding the pine for uh, for uh, Derek Anderson. Uh, this is a good Andrew. What? Wait, wait. You I are think a non-factor. Think... You are a non-factor to me, Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> a non-factor. I think this is a good time to just remind our audience uh, that the Atlanta Falcons blew a 25-point lead in the, the third quarter of the Super Bowl. All right, and, oh, yeah. <laughs> Andrew, what NFC playoff team is going down in flames in 2017? What NFC playoff team? Yeah, is going to crash and burn. Uh, Speaking of the Falcons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I could be wrong, but I, I think the Falcons are are built to get back in the playoffs this coming year. Dallas um, is going to regress hard. They yeah, just, they just I, think, are. I, think, I think Dallas will still be good. My pick... Of the playoff teams, um, you want me to name them back? I think I think the Lions will be garbage. Yeah, I I kind of think the Lions they won so many games Close. by field goal. Yeah, I, I just I could and they they've lost a lot of players they in have. free agency, so I, yeah. I could see them being garbage this year. Uh, if the Saint Andrew, I mean uh, Dave, if the Saints were to get one elite offensive weapon in the draft. Who would you want it to be? Oh, I don't. Uh, I haven't studied any of these guys enough to have a. Andrew, a you have. It's you... not Leonard Fournette. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Andrew, yeah, I mean, it's it's Ed McCaffrey for sure. I mean, sorry, Christian McCaffrey, his son. <laughs> um, but uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, we've talked about the sat- need for a satellite back, and I just think McCaffrey would give an element of 
Um, not only returnability, and yes, Ted Ginn does that too, but I think the thing with McCaffrey is, you know, Ginn has really, I, I think, can replace what Cooks gave you in terms of the deep threat and the ability to stretch the field. Um, but what they try to do with Cooks, which never really took, which was the jet sweeps, the screen passes, just that that element that they try to make Sproles do some of the, or I'm sorry, Cooks do some of the stuff that Sproles used to do. And it just, he wasn't really good at that stuff. McCaffrey would be a stud at that stuff. And so I think the combination of McCaffrey and Ginn would make you forget about Cooks altogether. Kevin, do you think Belichick's, Belichick attends negotiations with his hoodie on and no pants just out of view of the webcam when he talks to Mickey Loomis? <laughs> uh, no, pants, no pants, no boxers. Yeah, that's from base, Jutes yeah. Magoots. That's a good question, Jutes. Yeah, I like that. I like. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think it's just. Here's the thing. I think it's just the hoodie, and and I don't think he even wears a shirt underneath the hoodie. I think it's just the hoodie and nothing else. And the second he t- he turns off the camera, and like the bed is like literally like right behind him. No, I think it's worse than that. I think it's the hoodie, uh, totally nude bottom, and he's moving around on camp so Mickey Loomis can kind of see a little bit of it so it grosses him out. And he, in the background, he's probably got, like, Playboys or, like, other things that distract Loomis. And Loomis is like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, I'll give you 11. Like, he just – he plays mind games as he's doing stuff with Loomis. That's my opinion. Um, I, think, I think we need to get the hashtag just the hoodie going, going there, <laughs> trending there. I think that would be a good name for a Patriots blog. Just um, the hoodie. This is from Preston. Wife and I just found out we are having a boy need name ideas. Um, me and my wife went to the top 100 names. My wife. My wife. We went to the, baby name. We went to the baby name list, and uh, we started looking at, like, 50 to 100 because, like, the top names are, like, Jaden and all them. So uh, I would do that. Or, or you can go with what was a top 10 name in 1904. And that yeah, was Ralph. I was about to say that's that was <laughs> Ralph was a top name. Now Ralph is like five hundred ninety-seven, five thousand nine hundred twelve of popular names. No, I, I, I you know, <laughs> that's what I would do. I would, I would look at the top name in like nineteen eleven or whatever, and go into like the twenties, because oh. like the top names in like nineteen twenty, like one through ten, were like Joseph, Michael, David, you know, all the boring shit. <laughs> Well, but go in like the twenties and the thirties, and you'll find some you'll find some gems in there. I'm sure. We named our son Maxwell, and that is the number one dog name in America. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> Quality name. Quality name. Looks oh. like LSU basketball just hired um, <clears throat> the guy from VCU. Just oh, coached we'll, him. We'll... Wade. Yeah. Oh, he he'll fail. Uh. <laughs> At least it's not Tom Crean. And it looks like Manti Teo confirms that he has agreed to a free agent contract with the Saints and will sign tomorrow. Breaking news! Breaking news! Breaking news! Hopefully it works out better than Jairus Bird. Um, Okay, so that ends the the, the questions. I did the questions first because we have the... We're not going to do too many tonight, but uh, we're going to do... (laughs) Me and Andrew... I, I don't know what it was on Twitter... 
when, when the Malcolm Butler news broke, people were talking about, like, who's the best corner in Saints history? And Andrew and me were like, that is a dark, sad position. Because, I mean, almost any other position the Saints have, like, you can come up with a two or three either really good players or great players, right? Cornerback sucks like it is dark so we did the 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 third the the who's the best corner in saints history and we made this andrew you made this bracket this bracket is sad like there's like six guys i don't even know who the fuck they are i mean yeah well the the best part is that you know we remember we did the field of 64 for the worst saint ever yeah and this is a bracket of the best the 32 best corners in saints history at least five or six of them were on the worst Saints ever bracket. Yeah, uh, Al- Alex Molden was on there. Yeah. Um, did we have? Boy Cook maybe. Yeah. We uh, yeah, uh Jason Kraft I think was on there, but we we got we got the, the Saints corners man, and when we get to when we get to the one guy, um, the best season by a Saints corner ever happened the first year of the team, but we'll uh, um. So Kevin's gonna bail, but we'll uh, we'll start with the bracket. We'll start with a couple of names. We'll just do a couple of the games because we only ha- we don't have a 64 team bracket, so we gotta stretch this out through the tournament. So the number one seed, Dave Waymer versus number 32, Randall Gay. Andrew, who you got? Yeah, I mean I, I liked Randall Gay. I thought he was a good little nickel corner, but uh, I mean Dave Waymer's you know a guy that actually went to the Pro Bowl and. I mean, the Saints haven't had many Pro Bowl corners. He had nine um, so. interceptions in what eighty-six. Yes, which led the NFL. Yeah. In picks like that he year, was, um, he so. was a good corner, and then he went to San Francisco, and he was a good safety. Yeah, know? and he he won a Super Bowl with them. Um, so yeah, I, w- I would say Waymer for sure. Randall Gay was a nice nickel corner for the Saints. He really was. He did some nice. He had concussion issues though, right? He did. Uh, Dave, who you got? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I got to go with Waymer. Randall Gate was just a, you know, a, a third string guy. I'm not a third string for, guy, I'd but kill a, for a nickel, a nickel. On this team. I would kill for Randall Gate on this team in 2017. Yeah. No, he was, he was, so, uh, I'll go with. Reggie Sutton, number 16. Dallas, who, 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 I don't even know these people. Dallas Howell. That's the guy on the. That's, that's the guy on uh, Fantasy Island or, or uh, Gilligan's Isle. Gilligan's Island, right? <laughs> Dave, you're gonna have to either Google or just wing it, buddy. Yeah, I had to Google <laughs> Dallas Howell. I don't know. Uh, his Wikipedia page is light. He's a retired American football defensive back. He played for the New Orleans Saints, 1970 to 72, and the Jets, 73 to 75, in the National Football League. He was six three, weighed 200 pounds. Uh, he was drafted in the fourth <laughs> round of the 1970 draft out of Grambling. And that's the extent of his bio. Uh, Reggie Sutton was actually really good until he started doing massive amounts of cocaine. Like, he could block no. punts, and he was, he was, like, if, he, he, he was yeah, really... Sutton, Sutton was what, late 80s? Yeah, late 80s. He was yeah, late I remember him. And he, blocked, he was pretty good. He blocked, he could, he had the, he had that, uh... He had the talent of blocking kicks. Like he didn't do the he didn't do the leap, but he would come around the he was so come fat. The edge, yeah, he would come fast, yeah. come in the edge, but he did coke and that was it. I have to go Reggie Sutton though cuz I remember him blocking like three kicks in 1987. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer cuz Sutton was in the league for 2 years and I think you know, he had such problems with his habits that um he ended up 
now basically being out of the NFL after two years, but in two years he had eight picks. Yeah. You know, so I mean, he, he was a pretty good player. Um, and then, so, I mean, I, I would say, you know, with Dallas Howell, he, he had a little bit more longevity. He had, um, nine picks in three years. Mm. Um, but he didn't have the, um, I, I would say Reggie Sutton was maybe a more explosive player and would have had a much better career if he could yeah. keep his head on straight. Now we'll go to the bottom of the bracket and to do, uh, to, to, to wait, so are you picking Sutton as well? Yes. Dave? Me too, yeah. Yep. All right. So um, we did those two. So we'll go to the bottom of the bracket. We'll do number 22, Vince Buck, versus number 11, Clarence Chapman. Vince Buck, he was all right. The thing I remember most about him was he – the Saints Vince blocked – Vince Buck was terrible. He blocked that kick against the Bears in, in the playoff game and ran it back for a touchdown, and it didn't count because cause, uh, I think – he was offsides, or he wasn't offsides, and uh, I believe to the to this day, if that would have counted, the Saints would have won that playoff game. Uh, versus Clarence Chapman, who I loved in the E Street Band. <laughs> uh, big man, Dave. Who you got? Wait, so who did you pick? Uh, I picked Vince Buck. Oh, uh, you picked Buck. Um, yeah, I'll have to go with Buck too. See, I'm gonna pick Clarence Chapman because Buck was terrible as a corner. He was a I mean, high he, pick. They, they, he was yeah, high. They, he was a high pick, and they 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 tried him at corner. He was god awful, and so they just decided, you know what? Let's move him to safety. And he, you know, he's one of those like, oh, may, he's gonna be better as a safety because he's a big player. And they made the switch, and he was even worse at safety. He had I mean, no, he worse. had no instincts at all. If I remember None. right, like he just like he was the per like if you built a corner, you'd be like, oh, he's tall. He's he had like all the food, but he had like no like couldn't find the ball and just had like no football sense. Like he just he just didn't. And he was a small college player, too, from like Central yeah, Ohio so or something. Chapman wasn't a great corner. I mean, he was OK, um, but he was a good kick returner. And I think I think he ran back at kickoff for a touchdown and. Um, so he, I mean, he was a decent kick returner for the Saints, special teams guy. He was okay as a corner. Yeah. Um, but I, so I would, I would vote for Chapman. All right, this will be our last matchup of tonight. Toy Cook, number yeah. six. He's the sixth seed in the best corners of all time for the Saints. If that doesn't tell you all you need to know, versus number twenty-seven, Jason David. Um, <laughs> I feel like, and and I gotta, I gotta pull up. Uh, I gotta pull I mean, up. let me let me just say this real quick about Toy Cook. A lot of people like to call cornerbacks as a nickname Toast. He's the original. Uh, people can say what they want, but the original Toast is Toy Toast Cook. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. I'm gonna go. Um. Let me see. I'm gonna. I gotta. I gotta pull up the stats because it's because it's. Let's see. Uh, he played. Jason, did have, Jason David did have eight picks in two years for the same. He had twenty. That's, that's the thing. I yeah, mean, that's, that's the Toy thing. You had, a, had, you had a guy who was statistically uh, worse than a hole in the zone, uh, which means basically uh, opposing teams had a better completion rate if they threw it where Jason David was cut. Yeah, I'm to gonna, if they threw it to. An, a wide open receiver. 
I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Toy Cook because in 1992 he had six picks and a touchdown, and I think that swings it for him against Jason David. And Toy Cook, he he wasn't as terrible as people remember. I think, and his 92 his 92 season swings it for me. Andrew, how many how yeah. many years did he play? He played a lot of years, man. He played he played. Uh, he played seven years for the Saints. He played 11 okay. years overall. All right. I think Cook is grossly overrated. I think he was he was lucky to play yeah. in one of the maybe the greatest front sevens in NFL history. And the amount that he got beaten and toasted with the front seven, with the pass rush that he had, with the linebackers he had, um, I think speaks volumes at how terrible he was. Um, but he was fortunate, I think, to play with some great players. Yeah. J- Jason David definitely did not have that luxury, um, and um, you know he was he was god awful as well. Um, I mean, David you know, is one of the worst, I think, players in Saints history. Um, I, I would just say Cook was mediocre or bad. Um, but I think what swings it for me, I'm going to take Toy Cook as well, and I think um, you know he's. Uh, He's seventh in franchise history in picks with yeah. 16. So, God, that's just, this bracket is so depressing. It is. <laughs> it is. So we did. Two I don't know if Jason David is is one of the worst players in Saints history. I think that's a bit much. I mean, I don't know, man. His 08 is fucking atrocious. You know. Poor Jason David. Uh, I'm voting for him just for the heck of it, since it doesn't count anyway. All right. So that'll do it. We'll we'll continue the bracket uh, next week. Um, so that about. I mean, wrap- how 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 bad are Saints corners when Toy Cook is playing Vince Buck for a shot at getting into the quarterfinals for best. <laughs> oh my God. Um, so that about that'll about do it for uh, us. Um, so. Uh, Kevin had to bail early, um, but go to Saints Nation. Uh, Andrew's got mock drafts up. He's got um, different interesting things up. You know, one of the most interesting things, Andrew, you've actually done in the last couple weeks is you did the thing where the article where you went back and looked at drafts and you were like, if you don't pick a pass rush in the pass rusher in the first round or even wasn't in like the first 25 picks, you're kind of not getting one. Mm-hmm. Like a 10 sack guy, so so that was really interesting. But people argue on Twitter, they're like, "Well, if they don't get a pass rusher at 11, they can get one at 32, they can get one at 42, they can get one in the third round." And your article's like, "No, if you want a guy that's going to get 10 sacks, you better pick him in the top 25, or you're not getting one." Yeah, and, and uh, that's thought, what history says. That's what history. Yeah. Says. Well, that's all you can go by. So I thought that was a really interesting article, and I love the mock drafts. Everybody loves the mock drafts. So go there. Uh, Andrew's doing them. Gene's doing them. Uh, Brian's doing them. It's great. Uh, go to Canal Street Chronicles. Dave will post this podcast and maybe do a column uh, sometime in September. Um, so uh, that'll wrap it up. But you want to stay after I say goodbye because what you're going to hear from a drunk Andrew Juge is magical. So until next week, <laughs> the bar is closed. Hashtag system corner. Hey, Ralph. You know why? I'm sorry. I was at dinner and I had three glasses of wine, so... You'll have to forgive me, but you know what makes us the great, the greatest Saints podcast, man? You know why we're so awesome and why, why people love us? Dude, think about it. This team has been 7-9. and nine. 
for three years in a row. Three years, Ralph. Loss upon loss upon loss. Alright? And you know what we have to show for it? Hashtag System Corner and hashtag YOLO Offseason. We bring our fans joy. We bring them humor. Where would they be without us, Ralph? the greatest, man. We find humor in anything. The jokes, man. The jokes.